Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter, and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer, and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons, aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hey, hey, it's me again, and it's you again. And how are you? I say you again, presuming you've visited Spinning Plates before, maybe you haven't. If you're new, welcome. What brought you here today? Maybe you wanted to hear about my guest, Ruby Hammer. Um, So Ruby is somebody I first worked with a really long time ago, actually. She's a brilliant makeup artist, and she's also an entrepreneur. She's uh, released her own makeup range. She still has makeup products now. She has some lovely pens and things like that, pencils and uh, brushes. Uh, She really knows her stuff. She's been doing what she does for a really long time, and she's very skilled. And so whenever I've had my makeup done by her, it's that nice feeling of feeling in very safe hands. Also very good at skin. She takes good care of your skin when she's doing it. Sounds like an obvious thing, but not every makeup artist sort of does nice things to your skin before they start. Ruby always does. Um, And I used to have a lot of her products when she um, had a brand called Ruby and Millie. In fact, it'd probably horrify her. I think I still own some, even though they're probably a good uh, 15 years old. Don't know the ethics of that. But whatever, it's my face. Um, But yes, complete joy to speak to Ruby. It was actually a little while ago now. We spoke earlier in the year. um, And I'm not just not sure. For one reason or another, now felt like the serendipitous time to publish our chat. So you have to picture us back in sort of, I think it was more like springtime. Went round to our lovely house and had such a good chat. She was about to have her little grandson over. Her baby grandson was going to be looking after him for a while because she's now a grandma too. But we had such a good conversation about 
generations about when your children become adults and seeing them become a parent and also about how her family story so how she'd moved to the UK from well it's now Bangladesh but what used to be East Pakistan during a civil war and and also about her parents sound like incredible people and particularly about her very strong connection with her mum and I can tell you when you go around to a house you just feel a sense of her mum everywhere so obviously they had a big connection with each other a big bond and uh, there's photographs of her and every day she lights a candle for her mum. Um, and I do think that's the way that you kind of continue the the generational thing of passing down the love and the wisdom that you've got from previous generations if you're lucky enough to be close to your parents or maybe some other family member that was really significant for you and gave you that anchor. It's just that's all the good stuff, isn't it? So yes, it was a really lovely conversation and uh, she had some really beautiful sort of objets d'art in her house, nice glass things, and I hope they all stayed intact after her baby grandson came to stay. Fingers crossed they did. Um, <laughs> I certainly didn't hear anything otherwise, but yes, here's Ruby and lots and lots of wisdom. So yeah, if you're listening to The Spinning Plates for the first time, you join me at a good time because I think you're going to glean some good stuff from this. See you in a minute. Good morning, Ruby. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you, Sophie. It's lovely to see your gorgeous face. So, <laughs> Did I? How's life at the moment? You just got back from holiday, I hear? I just got back from holiday, but sometimes it feels like we've had the most amazing, relaxing time. It is the beginning of the year, but when you come back, it's like everybody throws you into the deep end with no respite. So you think, oh my God, that holiday yeah. relaxation wears away in like a Half a day. Nanosecond, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when you were little and you'd go back to school and everybody would, it was like the first day of term and you'd think, oh great, the first day of term's going to be great because we're just going to be catching up. And by like lunchtime, it's like you didn't have the summer yeah, holidays. No, so it's just exactly back into like it. Because they, they throw <laughs> you with all the things you haven't done or what you've what you've got to do, what's ahead. So yeah, first bit of life. So imagine if you didn't have that break, how overwhelming that would be. So it's quite nice to take the time off. But yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and what, what does uh, the year hold for you? What's, what are you up to at the moment? Well, I mean, I've just got my new grandson, so next coming week they're going on holiday and for the first time they're going to, well, he's only a year and a month old, but I'm going to be looking after him for the full week. Oh, wow. So even when my daughter was young, I never, I just took her, with and or my mum came and my brothers came or my in-laws came or somebody came with us mm -hmm. or we just went whether it was a flash holiday a cheap holiday whatever but I've never really left her alone either so touch wood so there's that so to be honest all the work all the things what is looming is that I just want to take this lovely boy mm -hmm. and I want to hand him back to his mum like with no bumps <laughs> and scars and no kind of fears so that overrides all the other work things, which there are, you know, there are. And I, and I juggle lots of things now, you know, so I've got some things for brand. I consult certain things. Then there's some social media things, you know, because there's paid collaborations and there's some things that you just do willy-nilly. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still a jobbing artist, not that I do as much pre-COVID was a lot, a lot. And now I don't do as much, and I think it's probably true for everybody. Mm -hmm. But... Um, you know, so they're still they're still there. There's a beginning. As soon as he's gone, I have a I have a proper shoot 
on for next or something like that. So, so it's, it's just putting different hats on. One year old for a week, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, as you're talking, I'm looking over your shoulder. A very beautiful glass ornament that might have to go a bit higher up. <laughs> mum, late mum, Martha, and it was actually. I think it was here when she just came to see it, where she'd never actually seen it done up my home or done comfort, but I just wanted her to step foot in it. Oh, yes. So I thought, if you ever come visit us, Mum, up there, at least you'll, you won't think, where are they? This, I don't, this doesn't look familiar. I know it sounds stupid. No, but I think that sounds lovely. That was it. <laughs> no, well, that, that speaks volumes about the connection you had with your well, mum. I, I just adored her, and I still think she's up there, but it is the nature of life, isn't it? Yeah. Nature's like that, we're like that, and we... Otherwise, it it stops you living. Absolutely. And there's nothing like new babies to bring about that next chapter and the evolution And I'm telling you, he is a joyous little one, and it's not just because it's ours. All little ones are joyous, all of them, all of them. But there's a touch of, like, regret or a bit of, you know, you think, oh, God, how am I... The way I adore him, what she would have just, you know, because she adored Rena, my my daughter, and then what she would have liked in this young boy, my God. Yeah. But you know what? It's fine. I, I, I just say again, if you're up there, Mum, you can see. But also <laughs> I think sometimes when we lose loved ones, you have a sort of desire to keep them present in your life still. Yes, but she always will be. Exactly. If, if the love is there and the connection is there. Yeah. How are they not with you? They're with exactly. you. Exactly, exactly. And also, you. that's the that, that's a continuation of, of the family too. That's so it. there might be that's traits you see in him, and you go, oh, "Wow, yeah. I just I just saw yeah. a bit of my mum exactly. in you there." Exactly. And what's it like being grandma? How are you finding that? Oh my god, it is absolutely phenomenal. So the weird thing is, even Myrina says, "Mum, I always knew you'd love." whatever I had, boy, girl, whatever. But she goes, I just never thought you'd be this besotted. <laughs> and then when you speak to other grandmas, you know, there are, because of my age, there were my era, there's some colleagues and things, and then they were grandparents just a bit before. And I always had, you know, I, I'm quite uh, in touch with people's feelings and all that. But even then I realised, my God, I didn't even realise how much I should have paid more attention to them. But now we're all, again, we're all on the same page when they go, you see, you see, Ruby, and is, is it good, is it good? And it, and it is. Yeah. There's nothing like it. There really isn't. It's kind of quite hard to explain that it's not a logical thing that love floods about. And then even to point where Rena sometimes says, she goes, would you, well, is it about him or is it about me? And I'm like, what? <laughs> It's not a competition. I love without you, there wouldn't be him. If you're but I just to take adore him. For a week, him. I don't think she should query anything. I'd just be like, thumbs up, thank you, mum. That's yeah, great. That's it. That's <laughs> it. No, just sometimes she feels it's about, and I'm like, it's about both of you, dear. It's like, don't take it any other way. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I see it with my mum and my eldest, particular. She's close to all of my kids. So have you but... got both your parents? Around. Yes. Yes. My dad lives quite far away from me and my mum lives 10 minutes away from me. So I see my mum. I live 10 minutes away from her. So, well, it's a similar thing then. So I see her all the time. um, And like you, she had me relatively young, not as young as your mum, who I think was 17. And she had, yeah, but my mum was 23. Um, And also, similar to you and your daughter, there was a period of time where it was just me and my mum. She was a single mum with me for a while. And she sort of credits that as being a bit of like the sort of keystone of our relationship, really. It sort of set up a lot of the dynamic and our our closeness, I think. Um, 
I can see with her and my eldest that there's a really lovely relationship that can happen with grandparents and grandchildren where you've got the same love that you had for your own kid, but that you've sort of removed the barriers of judgment and the bits where you clash heads. No, there's all kinds of things where you're, you're as the mum, you, you are navigating waters that you have no idea about, even though you've got that support, you've got this. And this is where somewhere, however many years later, there's a, you're able to feel comfort that I didn't kill my child, so I'll be all right with this one. And you just bring little things in. But there are things where some things I see and I think, how do you know what you're doing? What is all this? I didn't exist and I wouldn't have been able to guide her. You know how they say mm. you can tell her what to do in the steps? And I said, no, I just think she's an amazing mum. Like I think you would, oh, Sophie, you're a modern young mum. And... We're just there to give our support in the bits that you, there's not tangible things or there are just, it's just literally not overriding your uh, mothering skills or anything like that. They're your children. I'm just here to be, you just use me, support me. And that line goes on. That's all it is. That's lovely. And then I look at her and I'm like in awe because I think, and your mum must feel the same about you. You've reared five kids. I'm like, wow. Wow, well, you know, rearing. <laughs> so it's a constant of still in no, the process. No, it never stops. So even for Rena, sometimes when she, I, when she must think this is it, and I'm like, no, you're still my child. I just know you're capable now and I've just got to let you be there and I'm always here if you need me. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't ever stop. And I think that's what people don't realise. Yes, it evolves, parents. doesn't it? I mean, I still feel like I need my mum for lots of things all the time. I sometimes need my mum. I'm 61 and I think, God, if I had my mum, then I'd know what. And you all, if, you've, if you've been blessed enough to have connection with your parents in mm -hmm. a good, good way, you'll always miss the bit because they're not here. Yeah. You know, I've lost both my parents now, but... That, that, that's normal too. And then you have to sort of think, well, what do they equip me with that I have got to deal with this? Or, okay, I need to ask for help and where can I seek that? And then yeah. you will find it from your friends, from your partner, from your husband, from yeah. reading, from the... Whatever that is, yeah. you've got to not be like, oh, my God, now I've got mum and you go doom and glooming down a spiral black hole. Mm -hmm. You have to sort of just think, okay... She's not there. Maybe I'll just quietly send the feelers out there and say, Mum, help me, guide me. And then what should I do? Who should I ask? What can I do? And then it comes to you. Because yeah. you've got to just very, without going like a headless chicken, it's got to be addressed. I feel anything in this life you can't run away from. You can't deny it. And you can't, and, it, and I'm not saying it's really pleasant, but you have to sort of find an innate bit of courage for yourself because it is it is finding because no one else can do that for you. So when you know mm. that it's going to help you, it's like those poor people in the Ukraine now. Can you imagine what they're going through? Uh, and they are being brave and courageous and bold and what is it easy? No, it's not. And somewhere it's like that when you face the thing each one of us, we have to at least try to find that courage to kind of address it without just your first action can't be just giving up. Yeah, well, yeah, and sometimes it's as simple as just one foot in front of the it other. It might be screaming for help, mm. but then do it. It's an option. It's still something. 
just not just that I'm just going to give up without trying. Yeah, and I guess when you're talking about when that comes to loss, um, sometimes you want to be the best version of yourself for that person too because your mum would not want to see you yes. broken by it. She'd like to think that she's she wouldn't. laid she wouldn't the foundation want it for you to... She knew she had cancer and, she and you know, that dignity and grace that was there. So she must have been inside, she must have been petrified. There's no way you're not, but addressed it a certain way, dealt with it a certain way, and still gives you an example of what to... Yeah. To, to be like that. And it's okay, because there's still sometimes where... I just lie there and I'm thinking about her and I just put the duvet on and for half an hour I've got nothing to... OK, it's not important, it's not a paid job because... And it's all right to wallow in that and then jump out of it as well. Yeah. It's all normal. What I'm saying yes. is everything is normal and depending on how you feel at that moment, how you address it. But the only thing is you can't just... Even when I do that, like I'm giving up, I'm lying there, but I know I'm just going to lie here... Maybe for half a day, then I'm going to just jump out and have a shower and get something to eat, do something for somebody, call somebody that makes me laugh. Something, because it's got to be done. Or I'll just wallow here and then know tomorrow morning I'll have to snap out of it. Yeah. Have a nice shower, brush my teeth, get a nice cup of tea and realise it could be a lot worse, couldn't it? There's well, a hell of a lot of people worse than what I'm going through at this moment. And it always is like you like that's quite um, that's now quite a modern and uh, you know the way that people are encouraged to deal with emotions is not to um, let the emotions come and actually you know you can't you can't bury them you can't just put a wall no. in front of it and I think that's very much now the the modern way but where did you where have you sort of learnt that from is that something that your parents were good yes, at because your childhood had a little bit of turmoil then yeah with no so look we I was born in Nigeria my parents went out there in 1961 my mum was seven months pregnant with me and um it was only meant to be a one-year contract and he ended up staying for 12 years so I was born my two brothers were born he progressed up the working ladder but there was a Biafran civil war in that time not that I, I've been in it and I'm kind of aware of the feelings of it and I get more when I read the novels now by those writers that wrote about it at that time, it then clarifies, you know, in my head, historically what I had gone through. But at that time, you you are kind of cosseted and protected. I just remember uh, Ministry of Works coming in and digging this trench because we were expatriates. We're, we're not Nigerian. So they kind of built this trench six foot under whatever and it was like in case there's any bombing or anything and then you're in there and after that they would obviously evacuate us out mm -hmm. but they didn't ever bomb that far far north where we were so we were quite insulated but you're still it was still a country in civil war and that trench became a place for us to play so it was for oh. us kids so for grown-ups it was a thing that okay they could bomb one day yeah but for us, it was like, oh, adventure. And then, so you thought about it, but we were little. So yeah. there is that. And then, again, in that formative view, how we ended up being in the UK is because by the age of 12, my dad thought, OK, now we have to form your education. It's time to go home. And it was, we're from Bangladesh, but that was East Pakistan in the 70s, or after independence, again, from the British. 
And we were here in London holidaying, whatever, buying clothes, stocking up, doing this, um, loving the telly because we never had TV growing up. And wow, suddenly you turn the radio on one day, <laughs> March 26, and it says civil war, East Pakistan, West Pakistan. So he's got no job in Africa, can't take his family to a war zone. And we were in a hotel room here in central London. I was in Duke Street and Cumberland Hotel, which was very lush and posh at that time. And never did go. Eventually found a job, bought a house in Putney, um, put us in school. That's 48 years later. This is home. Britain, you know, mm. every year I remember having all our passports, all gear, new photo pictures, because you'd have to... We weren't refugees, but you, you had grace because that was a country into and then also we weren't a drain to the system in this country so we weren't suddenly going and take drawing dull money in this money my father found a job he's we bought a house we've actually put money into this country so it was all right so you weren't sponging off the you know so it was kind of different and every year they did it one seal one seal and then eventually it was like well do you want your british passport and then he went for it because we're by that time you're doing your own levels you're gonna would he then uproot us and take us to yeah i would have had to go to like boarding school in india yeah and learn my language and I, we always spoke english but i'd have to you know there's i can't read or write my language i can speak it fluently i have very very deep and um, hard roots into my culture or that, but he would have been quite, he would have been almost brutal, cruel to uproot us from here to back there. And so it is funny how you adapt. So yeah. I have learned that from both my parents, that they're quite pioneering, they're quite bold. They keep their culture, what's good in it, mm -hmm. but then they have taught us to fit in with the laws of the of the countries you're in, speak the language, do the food and realise it's all the same. It's, you have to, you know, you have to be open and not yeah. just... We, so we weren't one of those kind of immigrants that cosseted ourselves and that's it. We're going to speak Halei and you're going to go down, you know. We, I was raised Muslim, but I never went to school with it all covered like that and didn't go out and didn't do this. We did... You adapt because you, you, you have to. I'm just thinking as well about your... Mum and dad, like particularly your mum, getting to Nigeria, seven months pregnant. Thinking at we're 17. At 17. And apparently when they were making the move to go out, because it was then it was in East Pakistan, so they went from Taka, they, you had to go via Karachi, which is the capital of West Pakistan, before you flew to London, London, Nigeria. Mm -hmm. By the time you got to Karachi, he was like, okay, I'm calling it a day, that's it. You know, no, he got... He got Coffee, got scared, mm. you know, what am I doing? Am I and she was like, they've given us a party, they've given us money, they've given us blessings, they've given us this. She goes, I'm not going back. Mm. So even then, you realise now, yeah. she was a strong one. She's going, we can come back, but I ain't turning back halfway. She goes, we're wow. going, we're seeing this through. So he was really like, I'll just give them back their money, I'll just give them back their contract, that's fine, they can find somebody else. And she was like, no. That's not happening. So wow. part of that must be, that is from her. Yeah. And he was more of the educated, intellectual, very, very deep down. He's very hard work. It's very, it's that unique thing between both of them. And it was a good partnership. Mm. But she's also the bold, like, no, we're yeah. not going back. 
They've, oh, they've yeah. given us a send-off and we're going to come back at the end of the year and then say we don't want to go back. But I'm not going back off. <laughs> yeah, but then she actually ended up staying in Nigeria. Yeah. And then Loving three it. babies by the age of 21. Blimey. Which is um, unbelievable. Yes, you know, pretty. And then she probably different. miscarried one in between my two brothers. There was one. Wow. So she, think of all the conversations as well your parents were having behind closed doors about your future and... Then coming here, thinking we're just going to be here for... Because the intention wasn't to stay in the UK, right? No, no, it wasn't... Where could we go? So Mm. thankfully he had money. Mm. So we were able to continue. And everyone thought, it's a bit like the Ukraine war, everyone thought that would be over and done with in two minutes. Either Ukraine would capitulate or Mm. the Russians would be booted out because the world would stand up and push them out. Neither None of that happened, did they? Mm. So it was the same thing in Bangladesh. You had to fight for your survival, for your independence, and that's what they're doing. The world helps you. We might see an end to that war, and it happened like that for us too. Mm. You know, India came to our support. Russians came to our support. China did not. And America, Nixon, was a bit funny. You know, so it was like... It's, it's very complex, all these things, but in the end, it's always just normal people yeah. with their kids and their ch- So if Dad wasn't educated and hadn't been able to, what the hell would have happened to us? Then we would have gone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so when you were here, were you part of, were there other, other people that had done the same journey as you? Or was it your family? No, no, it was just our family. Yeah. So because we were coming from Nigeria. But it's funny you ask that question because in that time, there were a lot of Ugandan Asians that had been kicked out by Idi Amin for whatever reason. And because they were Asian, we're Asian. 
everyone just thought you were all the same. Oh, are you looking for a corner shop? Is your dad? And I was like, no, no, we're not. We're not Gujarati. We're not Indian. We're from East Pakistan. That we don't know what we, what we are now because you're East Pakistan, but you hadn't become Bangladesh yet. And so even when he had to find a job because of this influx of Asians everywhere. You know, before you rent, before you do. But in the end, he thought, no, I better buy a house because I'll have to pay rent or money. Then it has to be a certain standard because there is three kids. And my mum was always a housewife. So he was brave. And again, they found mm. their way. So you were sort of, everyone kind of assumed you're all part of that same batch, but we weren't. And it, and it is different. So however people, that's quite good to know that people bunch you together, think you're all got the same... Oh, you're all immigrants. Oh, you're all going to end up in a corner shop somewhere. Oh, you're all sponging off us. You're all this, you're all that. It's not like that for any... Fa- There's yeah. unique things to every union, Absolutely. every family, every... Individual. Yeah. yeah. So does it frustrate you that there's still so much conversation about, about no, people? No, that? because it's our human... That's our human thing, isn't it? I mean, even animals do it. They they carve out a kingdom. They behave certainly with their little, even the the gender thing. You know, where it's like the lady lioness actually hunts for the food. Mm-hmm. The guy rules and looks after, gives them protection, but she still has to do the donkey work and bear the kids. <laughs> and then, so we can't really. You'd say, oh, I'd like, but time and look where we were, look where mm. we've come, and look. I hope where we're going to end up, because I'm not going to be here forever, and hopefully by the time Max, my grandson, is old. It's it's just, this is evolution of life, whichever yeah. sphere. So I think there's no utopia, there's no magic wand you want to wish away mm-hmm. and do that. As long as we're moving and it's in the right direction, well, what can you do? Look, look. What yeah. people during the war would say, our grandparents that were alive, you know. Yeah, that, absolutely. You can't, you can't just bemoan, well, it used to be better like that and now look what you've done to it. Because that's not exactly a nice baton to pass on. I agree with and that. And you demean and you undermine, yeah. well, what you want to take away my youth or how I think about something or this is what we have been lucky that mm-hmm. I've got Google. I can immediately figure out that might be what I need to do next mm. instead of telephone calls or, you know sending smoke signals to someone, oi, chief, what do I do? You know, like, <laughs> it's, it, you, so I do have that attitude where I think, yes, it's upsetting, but it's just the way we are, aren't we? Yeah, and I guess as well, a lot of it is very recent history. There's, you know, constant transition. It's just the way it? it is. Yeah. What stays in one place? Yeah. Are you in the same place you were mm. five minutes ago? No. Not well, even five minutes ago. I'm so literal, I'm thinking I am still on the sofa, but I understand the point. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, so it, that all it is, is every bit of that molecule or atoms is magnified, magnifies that module, and it goes on like that. Yeah, and do you think, so when you were raising your daughter and she's having quite a different childhood in that she's got much more consistency and continuity... Yes. Was that quite significant to you as her mum? No, because it was just bringing something different where Mm. she, I, you know, look, we got divorced when she was about 12, so she had a good childhood, but then then she had something that was different to me, like my parents were together from when they were married, uh, married 
to when she's buried him down, whereas her her family broke. Mm. She, so she's, there's lots of things she's aware of in a more in a different way and probably can cope with. And I just hope I haven't added to any of that pain. But I know we will have by by not being the unit that we would have been. So it's just, again, it's different. What was I meant to do? Stay with her dad just because it was for her or and it occurs to me to stay or because it's easier or because you just look the other way. And then in the end you think, no, I've got a young, I'm a, I'm a person. Yeah. I happen to be female. I have to set an example to her that it was good while it was good and now this is not acceptable to me. I don't have to just zip up and stay. I'm not in some jungle in Sudan or in Bangladesh and what are the people going to say? Don't need a man to put a roof over my head. I have two legs and hands at work. I'm not scared of work. I can fend for you, Rina, but he's also your dad. He's got obligations, especially in this country. Mm-hmm. Has he got any doubt that that's his kid? No. So pay her bloody medical insurance and pay her school fees because I'm freelance and I don't know where my next bit of money is coming from because I am a basket case with the with this end of my marriage and then when I get myself on track again I I if it comes to it I was quite a successful I, I say in, in you know make a parties but I felt like a, a failure but if I had to I'm working selfridges I've got those skills I'm, I'm not ashamed of anything to put bread on the table or to do that I've seen that for my parents it's okay to hard to be hard working you put it your all you can that's yeah. it so somewhere she had different continuity, but then she had another traumatic thing that I've not gone through. I don't know what that's like. So sometimes she has a very good connection with my present husband, Martin, because he comes from a, you know, his parents were divorced when he was four, Rena was older, but sometimes I can see they have a lovely, just, it's just a thing that he gives me an insight to say mm. you might not know what this feels like but I know what that's an like. understanding isn't it yeah. yeah yeah so it, it's it's different for everyone nobody has the same blueprint that they follow do they that definitely not and I think also I if I've got you know girlfriends going through similar things I always say well, you're always too young to settle to something that's where you're sad and yes lonely that's just not so I think I totally agree about the example. Of yeah, saying. and I wanted my daughter to feel it's okay. It's I didn't want her to think, oh, life is just rosy and there's life ever after. You get married and that's it. Things can happen, and especially in this, and you're not supposed to just give up at the first throw. She saw me fight for that mm-hmm. marriage, and then when it ended, and I thought, okay this is not good for me anymore, otherwise I will put a stone on my chest and zip up. And to lead back to say, look, you owe it to yourself by how your mum lives her life to know the background, like however my parents are, they're still supporting. Whichever decision I was going to make, they were going to support that. And they, for however you might think, oh, they don't understand, they do understand, they've seen it. And every bit of anybody in life you know how you look at someone you think oh they won't understand that how do you know until you've actually given them the chance how do we know anything until you give people an opportunity a chance of just to talk or just to and the more we do that the more you realize oh my god it's me that needs educating yeah well I always love that idea of you know that look for what 
what brings us together, not what divides us. I was like that. And conversation exactly. is how those things get uncovered. And there are different things that divide us mm-hmm. and there are different things that unite us, but they are, they're all things that you just have to be as open as you can. Sometimes it's brutal, painful, and you're not able to, but I just hope we can address it, we can heal when we can, get mm-hmm. the help when you can. Swallow when you have to, because there are some times where, yeah, it does it when you're a pet. Because at that moment, it's not the time for you to just go apeshit mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've just got to zip up for this minute and be British. And then there's a right time to have that bomb explosion or to do what you need to do. Absolutely. And if we could go back to what was happening when you had your baby, what stage was your career at that time? nothing because I'd finished university and then when I'd met my when I'd met Rena's dad and then we were married I was just an assistant so I always had my daughter so it was like when I was assisting for probably about two years or something so then when you'd get the odd job I'd be like mum I've got a job in about you know so it's not like people think you've just immediately jumped and you're like you know it's not it's a craft I I'm, I wasn't formally trained as a makeup artist. I just, I learned on the job. I had a love for it and I did my friends growing up. I pulled over magazines. I did all of that, but I still had to learn my craft. So, so I it sort of started off as something you loved, but wasn't the thing, because you did a degree in engineering, is that right? No, no, economics. Economics, okay. So then I had my degree and then I ended up assisting and then I just, I love that. So mm. I just took that on. My dad probably waited for me to do my master's or whatever. It never <laughs> did happen. And... As you progress, you know, you're testing, you know people, you do this, you do that. And she'd give me the makeup artist I used to assist lesser jobs or things that didn't have enough money for her and she'd mm. go for the bigger one. She goes, but Ruby can do that. And then I did. So you can't. So how did you get that first bit where you start assisting? Because that's the that's quite a big jump, isn't Just, it? Just it was by chance Just again. She a was friend a friend or... of my husband's. And it was the shows were on at Chelsea Barracks at the time. That used to be where it used to be. And then she sort of he goes, "You love makeup." So she had uh, an assistant, uh, one that wasn't very reliable, and I think the other one broke her finger or something like that. And then mm-hmm. it was like, "You love makeup, so why don't you do something?" So she just tossed one of those, you know, access all area passes yeah. at me, and she goes, "All right, then I'll see you at four. And I was like, four in the morning." And she's kind of looked at me and she went, well, the show's at sort of 9.30 and we've got like 30 girls, so when do you think you want to turn up? And I was like, oh, I'll be there. And then my mum took me because we lived in Putney mm. and she, at that hour it's five-minute, ten-minute drive, yeah. nothing, so she drove me in the morning and that's how I started. So I just kind of, you always take the opportunity, it comes, I gave it my best and then gradually you realise, oh, I'm earning a bit of money, and I always had my little girl, so I had an au pair, a living au pair, not a nanny, but my mum was near, mm-hmm. my brothers were helpful, George was a good hands-on father. If we, you know, you just kind of cope, and then it was only when she was really at school and she's five and she's proper nursery, full-time school, mm-hmm. that I probably took on or was at the stage technically to do a full-time job because before that I probably if it was some specialist thing I probably wouldn't have been equipped to do it anyway mm. but there were certain jobs I could do I'd be like mum you're gonna have to someone's gonna have to go and get her from school and then will you be she goes yeah 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 I'll, I'll do that well it sounds like you had lots of people supporting you but... I had that's why I mm. give support because I I didn't have a formal nanny like my daughter has now mm-hmm. but I always say to everybody a young mum whatever that 
take it from wherever you can, whether oh, it's yes. your friend, your grandparents, or your nice neighbour. Do that for people because one day, you know, don't just take it, give that back somewhere, somewhere in the thing, because it's not always just your family. Mm. Although I was lucky enough that it was my family, you know, and then I had this support from this young girl just to pick her up from, so that her her routine didn't get yeah up and down. But do you remember it, like, looking back, that bit where you've got that... Because it's quite unique, isn't it, that stage when they're little like that and you're still also doing all yeah, the things. Yeah, but I was breastfeeding for a, for a year. And then bit when they're there, when they're on solids, when they're potty trained, when they're going, it's kind of lesser, but they... But you're their mum. And, and the other thing is for her to realise, she was very good. She's a bit like Max, where she's actually not scared of going to new people. There are some mums that, you know, the baby won't go to anybody else. Yeah, it's true. It's quite hard. Mm. So she was more sociable by nature anyway. He's mm. like that. So it means you can leave them, even if it's an hour or two, unless they're not well or they've had the jabs or yeah, yeah. something. So I just, I just, I was lucky. And where did the confidence come from just sort of jumping into... Because it's quite... A, some people at the point where they said, oh, you can come and assist, you like makeup, would have gone, well, like, yeah, I like makeup, but it's quite a different thing to actually be making up but other I, people's faces. It and, is. It's, and it's yeah. different to what it is now, you know, on social media where you've got influence, you've got people where they're doing themselves all day long. And even for me, after COVID, where we had to do more of that mm. to make a living, I couldn't go on a shoot, so I had to find a way of how am I going to do it? And I'd be doing myself to say, this is how you do that. And it's fine but deep down, even the young lady that I work with to, to post it or to, you know, I'm not the most technical. Even now I think, God, how much can I do on my shitty face? I want to do someone. I don't care who it is. Just put someone in front of me. I'd love to do that because that's still where I get that bit of joy. Yes, your back goes at the end of it because I'm that old and I've been bent over and it wasn't the most, you know, I don't have a high chair, I don't have this, I don't have that. Technical, there are things but that is, I understood that even then. Mm. And I thought, I must get better at this. Because what that's what I like. And I don't know. It there, just, is there is a pressure. Because you've got time it's... thing as well. It's not like just saying, your friend saying, can you help me with my eyeliner here? You're no, really good so at it's, it. it's, yes, <laughs> you're right. But, but I must have had it. I must mm. have had that bit of creativity or that bit to get on with people. And then keeping myself lucid to know that when they're taking a picture when I was on those shoots to actually watch what does she how does she go about doing this job then mm. how does she work with David Bailey and I just be quietly in there and she gets on when does she open her mouth when does she not oh, this is black and white this is color this is completely different to when you're doing an advertising you know a, a, a ad campaign and and the technicals of that um and just, you know, it's days of not now, you know, there came a big change even in the way we work where things got digitalised, where before we just used to look at a Polaroid, want to engage whether that would read correct what you've done. Mm. Until the film came back. I know. And it's not like we're waiting there until the film comes out. All it means is you've done the job, it's gone. The assistant then takes yeah. the film to all the labs, all down Soho. It was Metro Lab, this lab, that lab. They're yes, dropping God, those films well. off. Yeah. We don't know, do I? So I'm looking at her, but that's her judgment. And then I'd have to make that judgment. But you learn it. You learn it because that's why you're an apprentice and you 
you do make cock-ups when you realise, shit, when it's black and white, I can't be that heavy-handed because it could look like a stripy line mm. when he, when the photographer's saying, could you give her a bit more sculpted cheeks and I'm going to... And then he's lit it that way as well and then she yeah. can end up looking gaunt. <laughs> so then, then you knew I must do a test where actually this isn't just for the... I'll do what it needs to be for the model, for the hairdresser, for the photographer, for me, but then I'd say, can I ask you please, to do just her with nothing on. Can you just take a picture on black and white in colour so I can see? Then I'm going to do a little bit. Okay. For me to gauge yeah. how that looks. Yeah. And then can I put a little bit more on? Can you put this filter on it, that filter on it, so I see how that reads? Some photographers, oh, well, I haven't got time for that. And then I'm like, well, I've just given a hell of a lot of my time. I'd really love it if you wrote. So you have to just... Gently coax it to say, it won't take long. I'm not, this is not an editorial. I just, yeah. just you know, just as a reference. flash off a few frames that that's what it is. And when yeah. it comes back, I can see. Yeah. Some were willing, some were not. And some, that's what you had to learn. I thought, well, I don't know. So I need to know that's what they're doing. Because it's a lot about relationships as well, isn't it? And all of that, that you, yeah. you are all aware of, aren't you? And we yeah. all have to do that. Nobody comes to this earth knowing everything. But it's an interesting job as well because there's there's a lot of skill sets. You've obviously got to um, be good at, you know, the fundamentals of makeup application. There are technicals. Yes. But there are people skills. Exactly. Because someone then has to sit in that chair and you... you you can't just it's, they, they, butcher they that. And you, feel good I, about I've been themselves. lucky enough to have you in front of my chair a few times, and. Each job is different, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like when we did like the red cover, the Christmas ones was you look like a ethereal princess you know it was all different it was unworldly when mm. you were on that ladder with a big long yeah, dress that's right. it's completely different to probably what you were doing for your musical things much more colorful much more this much more it, each job has its brief and so mm. you come to it I come to it with no preconceived notions I don't just think I bring my favorite things new things I think oh I'd quite like to try but I don't come thinking I'm just going to do this on Sophie I don't think that yeah, works you've got to be I open, you have dialogue, to be open to see where where the day takes and you listen bit. to the brief and mm. take it on so it's technical it's getting on with people yeah it's it's been kind of reactive. Just open, could yeah. I take that could I be bold here or no mm. this is not the time to be like that whatever and do you ever have it where someone's in your chair and you're actually a bit like Oh golly, I don't. You know that this is someone I really, I don't know, get a bit starstruck by or something. I feel like I'd sometimes be like totally forgotten everything I'm supposed to do. This no, is, sometimes it happens, happens and you just kind of you too. cheat it through, where you just think, well, that's why you do that process of calming them down, prepping them, and sometimes saying maybe let them get their head because, or I'm drawing blank because mm. I've got. Oh no, my God, she's looked so amazing with everyone's made her look. I'm going, what am I going to do to her? <laughs> then you just sort of think, well, let him do the hair and I'll go and get her a cup of tea. I'll do the skincare so I'm pressing, looking and seeing, is there anything you'd like? Is there anything they want? You know, and you glean yeah. bits and build your part and then you and then you kind of get going and then remotely it just keeps automatically, it, 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 yeah. it goes on. It somewhere. leads you somewhere. Yeah. You just have to, you can't panic because what am I going to do now? I'm here for the bloody job. What am I going to do? Just sit here going, I can't do anything. I've just turned into a pool of water. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the makeup on? Where's Ruby gone? She's gone. (laughs) They're really going to think you're a pile of shit then, aren't they? Like, what are you going to do? So you can't. There's definitely a lot of confidence trick, isn't there? Confidence and also just to say, okay, I might 
I'm not Pat McGrath, so I can't come up with the most avant-garde concept, but let's take it like, let's not make her look worse than when she came and sat down in this chair. Maybe if I pull that off, yeah. where she's actually got nice skin, eyebrows, one isn't going that way, one isn't going that way, <laughs> and we're not going to try and do anything, but she looks yeah. better than when she just sat here, you know, like that. The only way's up. So maybe, all right, I will have won then. I'll have <laughs> tried to do magic, but I kind of, you have to give yourself that pep talk to think, okay, so if she's got great skin, lovely eye, let's just not mess it up, shall we? <laughs> and I suppose the whole time you're doing this, your daughter is growing. She's growing. She's the whole growing. Time. Yeah, she's like, growing. So she's really she's literally been there. So and she's then like she's the... grown. And then, you know, it was at that time we also had, so it's not just as an artist, um, we had businesses where we brought Aveda to this country, launched uh, launched that, Tweezer Man, Lox. So there's all kinds of things I did with her dad where they're, different aspects of our industry so it's yeah. not all just doing the makeup and although that is what I picked up my kit and went to work every mm. day but you must have had there a other bits I was doing entrepreneurial yeah. spirit so with you as well there are other bits like that so because yeah, I was thinking about that because you know makeup as, as well like you could stay just being a really good makeup yeah. artist you don't have to then I mean no. bringing out a range no. is and that's and you know so that's and there are different facets to the industry. Mm. And you must know that in the way where you're a mum, you're a performing artist, you now do things on social media. COVID made you do other things that you pulled your skills of what you do as a performing in your kitchen, dancing, whatever that <laughs> is. We all bring in skills and things that you learn as a person. Mm. So not just this is my job. I'm a carpenter, that's all I do. No, it, now we bring all kinds of different things to to our gift of whatever it is we're yeah. doing. So ambition too. Like yeah. It'd be a little, yeah. little bit of a hunger there, I think. Yeah. Because you sort of realise that careers evolve and, you know, your life changes around it. And then you think, well, I always need to have somewhere I can, something to grow into for the next bit and then a new challenge sort of ahead of that. Yes. Yeah, but it's not got. always a game plan, is it? Sometimes God it no. just gets... People sort of ask you and then they think you've got this blueprint and you followed it. And I'm like, no, I didn't know I was going to ever assist. I didn't even know you can earn a proper living from that. I just knew I had a love of it because mm -hmm. my mum used to make home oh, and watch that, like, like the transformation you get yeah. from it. And then I'm doing this, so I'm thinking... Do you know what? I could actually, yeah, all right, I'll just keep doing it. Mm. And then you look back and you realise how far you've come and then you think, oh, my God, they're asking me to do this and can I do it? Yeah, I can, actually. So you keep going and then it's, it, it evolves. So it's not... Yeah. Um, and then if there comes a stage now where I didn't think I'd be 60 mm. and be doing a makeup art, I'd, I thought, well, they'd have got rid of us by then. But actually you realise that now... Yes, there are some very trendy, young, it's that sort of industry, it's that sort of thing, but there's still experience counts for something. You can do some things That's very true. quietly, effortlessly for whoever that client is so they can yeah. get this rising new style, they can actually get something delivered. Yeah. Knowing it's not going to spend half a day working out whether can you actually understand what I'm trying to tell you. You can mm. actually process that out quickly. Yeah. Or there are certain things where you think, oh, that's it. I've done so much donkey work. You know what? I'll just stay at home today and play with Max because 
that job, no. I've worked <laughs> that minefield. I don't need to go there. And I can feel it. It's going to be like that. You know what? No. And that is actually a very underrated um, sort of bonus of experience. Is, it is. Is knowing what it to, is, you can you say no to. Because yeah. at the beginning, you say yes to everything because that's and really I did. important. And I really genuinely did. Yeah. And now I have to weigh up to think, yeah, it's always nice to have the money, but I think, oh, God, it's going to be, no. Let some other lovely person do Take that, that job. opportunity, yeah. Get that opportunity. I, I don't want to thwart them. No. I don't need to do this. I can just stay at home and it's not stressful. And on that as well, I've noticed sometimes in in the creative world, it can be quite hard to know when the time's right to have kids as well because when when you're in the midst of that, you don't feel you can really take your foot off the I know. accelerator. And there's never a right time to mm. have a kid. There's never things so that I didn't have that. I already had her. And but I did have to um like there would have come a stage where when you're getting further, especially in the 80s, 90s, where you would forge a link with a hairdresser and a particular makeup art, uh, photographer or something like that. And that bulk of that work, the three epi points were sort of New York, Paris, and there was in London, but Paris and New York had all the photographers that would gravitate to those areas. The fashion was there, everything was there. So they would have had to come. So I never lived in New York and I never lived in Paris. I'd go back and forth to all of these places mm -hmm. and other parts of the globe and do the best I can. But I probably missed out on that kind of Connect, you know, like there was Eugene and Pat with Craig McDean that started off in Pan, then went off to New York and they earned the money and they did all that thing. Everyone starts at a certain way. So I could have. So suddenly, if all you're dealing with, I don't want to take away from those mammoth talents, but there came crossroads like that in my life where it's like, you have to sort of pick that I'll do the best jobs I can, but I'm based here. This is where my husband is. This is where my child is. This is where my family is. By that time, my father was yeah. diagnosed with Parkinson's and they're here and I need to be here. So I can't just give it all up yeah. and just go there. And I could have. I always think those things are so bespoke. We've all, we all get they're, to those crossroads all the time, don't then, we? And yet maybe because I didn't do that, it, that might have been just you as a creative, talented makeup artist. But because of all the things I was doing here, that's why now, or it's in my nature, that I've got all those other entrepreneurial, commercial aspects suddenly end up going on TV and, and I'm yeah. able to have learned that because... Not all of them can do that. Yeah, yeah. we've done <laughs> you know? loads of telling. So there are lots of things, mm. but that's exactly how life pans out and you choose and you take it and you go there. So there's not one career path or one blueprint for everybody. Mm. And then when you become uh, or you've decided, you know, I didn't know I was going to be proud. I just had the baby and that's it. And I wasn't, I did have another child, but I miscarried that one. And I never had, and then by that time it was towards the end of my marriage and I thought I'm not just going to have a kid to glue this up where I can feel there's something not right. Or you've had more than one child, you've got five, you know, people look at you, you're young. How is she a mother of five? And how do you cope when you're still doing your career, you're getting on? So there's no, everyone has to sort of, and I'm sure there's some bits where you've been lucky enough to sail through, but there's other bits where you've had to work damn hard and do the trade-off between yeah. your family, your career, and just you, Sophie, that's, can I have five minutes to put her feet up? I'm not exhausted. I can I can imagine that feeling with one kid, but with five, I'm like, wow. <laughs> so there is. It's just only someone like yourself knows when you 
step into your shoes. Exactly. I do think yeah, all these things. I mean, and people... your partner in life and what your extended, you know, what yeah. support you've had to take and yeah. grab and seek and fight for yourself to, to do that. Plus, you know, even if people don't have children, there's all sorts of things that be going on in your life, That's all it. sorts of priorities, all sorts of places you need to be. Um, I've always, I've used this analogy before, but in my head it's a bit like... Um, You've got like a little part of your brain that's where you put all the things that really matter to you. And with kids, I think like, you know, those spongy balls that magicians use where they can squish loads of them. I feel like that. It's the same size space, but you're just sort of squishing more balls. But everybody's got whatever those like foam balls are. Yeah. Sorry, it's a really, really terrible analogy. But but it's similar to me where everyone (laughs) says, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I said, look, it's like my analogy is like having Greek plates on spinning, you know, and they're all there. Mm. And each new thing, each new opportunity comes, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. family kid uh, whatever they spin 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 and then they're all going and some are spinning faster some are slower and then one's about to just crash and I'll just go and put my attention to the one that's just about to go Bleh! yeah and then it doesn't mean the rest have stopped spinning or they're all fine <laughs> it's just you deal with that one first and then you go on and do whatever and again it's a bit like everyone's life is like that isn't it yeah and how does parenthood evolve? Like when you've got, you know, when your daughter's in her teens and her 20s and her 30s, was, how, does, how does parenthood shift? Well, it was quite tough when she was, when we were, she's coming up to her teens and we are splitting up and there is only one child and he felt quite guilty. So he'd allow, you know, if if there are two parents, there's always a good cop, bad cop. And I was, it was just always ended up in my lap that I'd be the bad cop because I was the disciplinarian. and I would be the one that, you know, and he'd never say no to her. And she was a little girl that wrapped her. <laughs> Think, so that those kind of things got magnified because you're like, well, my dad tells it's all right. And I'm like, I don't know if I should have a word with him because... Even though you're separate, we have got to put a united front. What's good for her? This isn't just what's easy for you, my friend. It's what's going to be good yeah. for her in the future. There are lots of those things that you navigate and manage. And then, you know, she comes out. So there were things where there were plus points where she come home and her, you know, whether it's makeup or not. She never craved for the makeup because she had abundant loads of it always could have it but it was nice to say oh they're going out and you'd go yeah come and eat and I can make you guys up if you want because it meant you could watch their eyes and look at them how they're going out and then when they come back late or do you want some toast do you want some toast and cheese and you're looking at them they might have a bit of drinking them are they experimenting with you? you can see it yeah and that was the way to closely not say no and not be a bully but it was my God, I'm just imagining just, my mum doing just my makeup and then also seeing it was, with the other end of the night as well. <laughs> but I could see that, not just her yeah. and them to say, well, they've had a bit to drink, okay, but I didn't look like they've done anything else. And knowing that they will, they will do some, yeah. but in the environment to know that it doesn't become an addictive, just an experimental and you've got to allow them to do that and then trust them but also be able to put your foot down to, I don't like them with that friend because this... Why, like, you know, so there are all kinds of things. And now when I, you know, then she she went to university, then she's, then when she finished, she worked a lot, you know, her working career was with her dad and watching all of that and also just knowing that you're not a mini carbon copy of him, you've got to, like, do your own and not and not say in a way that would just cause another freaking yeah. open up the can of worms. <laughs> so I'm yeah. it's not just it's because it's against him. I'm just like, yeah, 
you need to look at other ways of working and he's not the be all and end all of our every business is run you know like oh th- there's yeah. all there there's just it's all ongoing stuff, parenting yeah. and being there and guiding and offering and then now she's a working mum to say you know you're gonna have to look at can you walk can so that you don't lose your mental piece and thing and then at that time so like I say I was worried about oh my god you don't want an unwanted pregnancy you don't want them doing drugs you don't want them all of that and then now I look at you know the girls I work with and younger mums they have to think of social media not mentally the things they're trolling or bullying mm. and online stuff which I wouldn't have known about any of that when she was growing up because it didn't exist then so we have to look at all those other aspects now so every generation has their things that they have to be aware because it's unique to that era and time of parenting doesn't it absolutely and that is definitely a whole I mean that's a whole conversation itself but I think some of what you said as well reminded me that I read that you you said the, the key to a good parenting is love and discipline and I thought that was actually brilliant it's very simple you have to have I know that wherever I am today whoever I am whatever I am is the first result is I was given unconditional love that doesn't mean life wasn't hard but it meant that there was always a reservoir that they made me they gave me that bit it's okay we love you know, you had that. Mm. And the other bit is there was discipline. My mum was, you know, like she was, you could mould her a little bit, but when she said no, she meant no, whereas my dad was the outward, the, the one that you'd be petrified on. But actually, he's you he could actually bend him. <laughs> but if mum said, that's it, then that's it. Yeah. So you know you could, because your dad would go, oh, you have to ask your mum. There's all that. <laughs> but you need, I believe that, because my father always you didn't differentiate in sexes for an Asian man to not have done that, that you must be as educated as you can. It didn't matter what that was, but you do have to be educated because this life, you gain a lot of things from being educated. It doesn't have to be, you all have to be a doctor and you all have to be a lawyer, but you must educate yourself within the spheres of what interests you. Not to lie and cheat and give it your best effort. And then mm-hmm. once you know you've genuinely tried, it's okay if you failed or it didn't work out. Yeah. But that you know you've tried. And that takes discipline to try. I saw how disciplined he was. My mum was disciplined in a different... And then hers was a bit more spiritual, a bit emotional, open, you know, like mm. how non-judgmental she was. There are many, many things, you know, but it is love and discipline. Yeah. You give that to others, you give that to your own, and then... And somewhere now I'm also saying to people that, I don't know if it's an Asian thing, because they always say, you have to trust when your kids get to a certain age, because they are going to go out that door. You have to trust your, I don't know how you translate this in English, the upbringing that you've given them because that doesn't happen in one day. It's not once slapping them, uh, slapping them, no, you can't do that, and I've just gone. No, it's over the course of their life, Mm -hmm. you've reared them. It's their upbringing or their whatever you've given. You trust your parenting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You kind of have to trust that what we instilled in them, when they face what they're going to face, have we done a good... it's all there. Yeah, it's so true. Which is 
you don't see the result of it very quickly, but no. you have to sort of you have to have a bit of faith in that, haven't you? You do, and it's a long game. Because if sometimes. these are your values that you've said to them, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Because some families, if they all sit together and they do that, some families don't have that luxury. Do yeah. they not use that? Because you know, like I sit and. Even now, I think me and Martin probably don't sit at the chair there. I sit here and I watch a bit of telly and we eat together. But we do sit and watch telly to some people. That's wrong because you shouldn't. But then that's how we've done it and it's bounded us in its keep. And I miss... So when she was growing up, yeah, we did sit around a table. Mm. Is that what they're going to do in that? No. Well, whatever it is, everyone has a thing and you've got to trust that... That's so true about that. that, that what the, the did you do? Because it's not just one layer, is it? No, and you can't always be there. There's going to be all the bits where you're not in the room and they've got to have that voice in your head. And if look, we you're haven't still equipped for your them. mum's voice now. If like, we that's haven't what equipped them to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's different for each one, but just to guide them with the personality of what your children are like. And they're yeah. all different, aren't they? My mum always used to say, look at the five fingers on her hand. That's one hand, but they're all different. Yeah. <laughs> true. Well, that we can really find five thumbs. Five, that is on your hand, <laughs> yeah. on that hand, and they're all bloody different. So true. So you have to, and you do have, you think, God, do I trust my, but nobody's said that to you, so you need to think, you have to trust. Yes. And it is, yeah, it's exactly Did that. Did you just mollycoddle them so that all they know is, oh my God, somebody has to mollycoddle me because I don't know what, I don't know, I can't take that decision by myself. Yeah. You've got to feel them, though. When there's danger, this is what you've got to do. Either run like the clappers, ring on this door, mm-hmm. ring my mum, doing that. That that you, in all the years they've been with you, yeah. that you've given them, equipped them best as you can. We're yeah. not all perfect either. None of us. None of us are perfect parents no at way. all. Ever, ever, ever. But I got to, I have to have a bit of faith. Oh, God, I think I, did we instill something in her? Definitely. Well, your daughter is like is doing is very successful, good work ethic. But also, I was reading an interview with her where it sounds like she's really because it can be quite when you're starting out because she works in beauty industry. So obviously, there's people that yes. she can work with, like you said, she worked with you know your, different her, aspects her dad, of her. But she's got to be able to get She's got that. to do her own little exactly. build her own identity, and they sometimes there's a bit of like. I just think, God, has she taken anything from me or is it all from him? <laughs> there is some, and I'm, sure I'm very, very honest, where sometimes, and I worked very closely with him until I didn't. And then she worked very closely with him and she were long going, they're both her parents. So there is a natural thing because we're not together anymore mm-hmm. where I just think, has she got any of my emotional makeup? Because sometimes I look at her and I think, God, it's all him. And then, but now I've got to trust that, you know what? I've done this for that many years and I continue to do it now, so hopefully she'll manifest some of that and it's some of my qualities if that's good for her. Yeah, and also if nobody's all one parent at all, you know, you've sort no. of got my mum and dad used to always say, you know, you're a bit like your mum, a bit like your dad, and then, yeah. the, and then the final like, third is just all, all, all mine. <laughs> and then it becomes there, there, then it becomes it's less of a third and two thirds are you. Mm. And and then and and that's a natural you know, so that it gets fragmented, not fragmented, the, the, the thing gets like fractions, you know, that is still intense, but more and more and more and more. Yeah. When you're at my age, I, I, I should have something of my own identity that is 
it's got a seed and an essence of my parents, but it can't be what they... I can't do everything the way they would have yeah. and, and be of that because that doesn't make me a, a mature adult, does it? There's something warped there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also you've so, got things that are your own outside of yes. being Rena's mum as well, yeah. which is important. And my own experiences, my own things that my parents did not experience. So I've got to... Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in all yeah. that. Oh. And so now we're at the present day and you're, got, you're gearing up for Max coming to stay for a week. Is that the first time you've had him for that long? Um, yes, I will have for, the, for that. So I've always gone there and done yeah. bathing and thinking when I'm able. And then sometimes I haven't been because I've also worked. She knows yeah, that, yeah. oh, my God, I might be that. And then I'm at that tail end of menopause where sometimes the, you've worked and then your whole back is gone and you think, God, I'm going to go and lift him up 12 kilos. So there's just... Bits of what you do, but this will be the longest stint, so mm. that it's not like, like all oh, last week when we came back from holiday, I didn't see him. Mm. But I would FaceTime him and look at him, and then I did go and have a little cuddle, but not long like this. So this will be the first time, yes. It's going to be. We're going to cool, have yeah. him, but also it's, it's such 24 a hours yeah. for five <laughs> for a full week, and then his nanny is on hand, okay. So that if I have got work, she can. You know, it's not going to be weird, but that thing of when he's woken up in the morning to when he goes back to bed, that will be me. And I have done that for them before, okay. two days in a row. Sounds really cute, bit, yeah. but also quite tiring, I feel like. And yes, so that's what I've also <laughs> sort of said to everybody, can we try and do everything we need to do this part of this week? Yeah, because yeah. after such a day, you can't get anything I might done. need to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be adorable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already looking forward to being a grandma. Yeah. I don't know when it'll happen, but... It will, it will. In its own natural time. You don't want it to be a grandma when your eldest is 13, do you? So that's no, it. No, but I feel like um, my eldest is so put off at the idea of any kids from the, the chaos of our house. I don't think... And then I'm going to have to wait quite a while. They will, this. they will, though. Because they, they all realise that that bit of their siblings, you know, the way that... It, it's all in... How old is your eldest? He's 18. Yeah, so, OK. But at that age... He's a young man, and no, I don't think you do want him to be a dad at that age. And, no. you know, let him, he's got a whole life ahead of him. <laughs> let him go and enjoy and live that. And then he hasn't met the right person. All of that. You don't I want know. him, you want him all enjoying all of what it means to be that age and experimenting and finding, but you don't really want him to be a parent at that age. And no, no. Although he might think, oh, that's the worst thing. No, he's just forging ahead now. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to eat his own words later, but. I know. <laughs> and if he doesn't, say yeah. he's a 30-year-old and still feels that, okay, well, you'll yeah, address that enough. as a family when it comes to it. Yeah. But now, it's not I don't think you have to worry. Just let him go out there. <laughs> let him be yeah, safe. I'm not putting, like, let him be safe. Right let him be healthy. <laughs> and he always has home and mum and dad to come back to. Exactly. Right, yeah, I think uh, that thing of the love and the discipline and also the layers and layers. Yes. And just trusting in your Because you, you're going to have wise. to show that bit of faith. Yes. Because you know what? Our own parents had to have done that, otherwise yeah. we couldn't have got where we are, Sophie. Yes. They must have had to allow us, panicking inside, but to say, off you go. Yeah, exactly. That is a loving gesture. That is, there's a, there's more, there's a lot of shit and we have to protect everything because you don't want them to get hurt. You don't want them to you don't want to get that. But this whole world and there's some real shit goes on, some evil, evil bad things around. But I, 
maybe, I don't know if I'm being naive or not, but there's an awful lot of people as a, as a planet, as a, you know, however many, how, how many are we now? Seven million or eight billion coming up to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, and there's some right dirty dogs and bastards and evil, evil, evil that generates from them. But the good that generates from also that eight million, because how many people, it's not me, me and you, we try to do the best we can, okay, as an example for our kids or whatever, or as a person, as that, and then it gets magnified. But there are people out there that haven't had children, but they sit in who knows where, those Buddhist monks, those other Indian where they sit in the Himalayas and they're praying for the greater good, they do the greater good, there's the people that sustain, there's a scientist, there's a... There's layers of everybody that does for the greater good. So as much as someone is destroying all that... I'm sure there's a bit more of greater good going on. That, oh, I that definitely comes believe through. that. I definitely believe that and too. And that, I believe. So whether it's the one above, whether it's a deity up there doing it or the energy or nature or whatever, or not, but predominantly there's still, and yes, we are destroying our planet. Yes, we are doing this, but we're still, we're not all giving up, are we? There's still each one of us trying to do what we can yeah. for it. Yeah. And we have to trust. That otherwise, by now, however many millions of years or however many thousands of you have been here, it hasn't all gone up in smoke, has it? Because everyone thought by the year 2000 that would have been it, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> the whole thing where they thought it was going to turn to like. Yes, and we have <laughs> caused lots of desert, lots of things, but we're still here. Yeah. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Greater good. And having a bit of faith. <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Ruby. Thank you, Sophie. And now I think I'd like to make a bomb, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sit in your chair and be pampered now. <laughs> I don't suppose that's an option, but that's what I fancy. <laughs> oh, what great conversation. Thank you, Ruby. It's lovely to speak to people who are at different stages. So now hearing from someone who's now a grandparent. That's really cool. I hope I'm a grandparent one day. The problem with having quite a big family is I think I've put quite a lot of my kids off the idea of having kids. My eldest is like, mm-mm, I'm not sure about that. Golly, sorry, I got distracted. It's absolutely pouring with rain out there. August, schmorgust. Um, anyway, yes, a really good chat. And uh, thank you for the generosity of wisdom there, Ruby. Also, so nice to hear about people um, having relationships you know, with their kids, like introducing a new partner when their kids are growing up and how that can have such a happy ending too. That's a cool thing. Obviously, as a a girl with two step-parents, I appreciate these tales. Anywho, what else is happening for me? So uh, this weekend, I've got a couple of festivals. I'm off to, let me try and remember, I'm doing Camp Festival again on Friday. That'll be fun. And then on Sunday, I'm somewhere, oh no, on Saturday rather, I'm doing Torchlight. And the significance of that is I was supposed to do it last year and I had to postpone it. So I'll have to pull out all the stops to make it special. Uh, it was very unusual of me to have to postpone it, but um, it was just circumstantial. But I will be there with bells on this weekend. And obviously, same for Camp Festival. I always put bells on. Bells, ribbons, sequins, tassels, you know me. Too much is never enough. Um, but yeah, I'm just having such a nice summer. So if, you're, if you've been present at any of these festivals, thank you. This weekend, I'm bringing my teenager. I'm bringing Kit and a pal. So let's hope we have some fun. 
in the sun. That'd be preferable. And then I guess we're kind of getting near to the end of the summer season. There's still a few more festivals, but it's kind of dwindling. I feel like it's been pretty busy. I'm just hoping I've left a few festivals I haven't done so I can do some next year because I do bloody love them. They're really good fun. And I love the unexpected thing of it. Will people come and watch me? But also, I hope there's some people in the crowd who aren't sure about me. I quite like the challenge of trying to, you know, make sure people stick around and finish watching my set. I'll do my best. God damn it. Anyway, have a lovely week. And if you're coming to Torchlight Camp Festival, see you there. And if you're not, see you soon, I hope. All right, lots of love. Thanks to Claire Jones for producing, Ella May for the artwork, Richard for editing, Ruby Hammer for being such a gorgeous guest. But most of all, you. It's been lovely to spend some time with you. See you soon. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.